This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. They went across to to play for Argentina and, you know, it was a difficult situation, I believe, for... For, for everyone, everybody involved, um, we all had a predicament, whether it was players, whether it was club teams, whether it was national teams on, you know, um, do, do we allow the players to go across and play for their countries and, and potentially miss two or three games for their club teams? And um, I think we were all between a rock and a hard place and it was difficult. Welcome to the Mayo Mensev podcast. It's a return from the international break, something for the weekend to uh, get us back up and running. Joining me to uh, catch up on uh, all things Villa after we've uh, had a bit of a detox from it. Oh, Mr. Great. Chris Budd. <laughs> How are you doing? How are you? I'm not bad. A bit weary after staying up till stupid o'clock to watch the tennis, but it was worth it for the win. Oh, yes. Uh, Young Radicanu is doing the, doing the business. Yeah, I think she'll probably win that, actually. He's uh, hoping. She's playing another up-and-comer, so uh, she's got every chance. Although there doesn't seem to be much, much depth of heavy hitters in the, the women's draw at the moment. No, it's pretty open field. The woman's tour, should I say, at yep. the moment. Yep. Right, uh, as we like to uh, start proceedings, uh, I think it's time for a Villa Minute to uh, bring us up to speed. Let's do this. Are you ready? I am ready. Let's go. The international break came at the perfect time for Villa. In their last game, the 1-1 draw with Brentford, they were missing potentially half their first 11. It's hard to see Villa having such a weakened matchday squad during the rest of the season, however. With Villa's injury concerns very much short-term, though, Conor Horahan left the club after four years to join Sheffield United on loan, while Frederick Gilbert returns to Strasbourg, hinting that he doesn't have too much of a future at the club. Aaron Danks joins the club from Anderlecht as first-team coach to complete the backroom reshuffle. In the international break, Tyrone Mings gains his 12th clean sheet in 14 England starts coincidence? I think not. While McGinn returns from having COVID to play for Scotland. Meanwhile, Villa's Argentine compromise backfires as a fiasco flares up after five minutes of the Brazil v Argentina game. 
which is suspended due to Premier League players breaking Brazilian quarantine rules. Buendia and Martinez leave the Argentina camp to head to greenlisted Croatia to train to avoid a dark, damp quarantine hotel in the UK probably in Stoke. Danny Ings, spectacular strike against Newcastle, is rewarded for the Premier League Goal of the Month for August award, as Villa's season now starts for real. Ooh, it's definitely, uh, it felt like pre-season, those first three games, uh, mainly because we weren't fielding a a full-strength team at any time, uh, and we still won't uh, with the upcoming game against Chelsea. With our two Argentinian boys still... not to return until that Everton game, but I think Everton, the home game, could probably be like that one when we return to the to the Premier League because it will be the first time potentially we'll have a full deck to choose from. You would think so. I mean, I, I mean, we've discussed it before, but you don't actually know what our first choice team and formation is actually going to look like yet. So it, it'll probably be the first sort of litmus test, as you call them, or like the first barometer of what Smith thinks is his best team. You know, the goalkeeper and back four point sort of picks itself at this point, but certainly further forward and how the, the front line's going to combine up, who knows? Yeah, because the main question is the Watkins-Ings, how, how that shapes up, because you expect yep. both of them to play, and uh, they will, but it's how uh, they line up. Yep. Uh, the purpose of the Something for the Weekend is to catch up on Dean Smith's press conference to bring us up to speed going into Villa's encounter uh, during the weekend. The big news, as predicted, really, because that lengthy uh, international break was going to clear up uh, a few of the uh, missing, and uh, McGinn and Ramsey will be back after their COVID uh, adventures. Uh, Truray has been training the last couple of days, so he shall be back. Uh, but the headliners are uh, Leon Bailey and Ollie Watkins are fully fit, and you would expect them to start, wouldn't you? Yes, yeah, I'd imagine he'll put them straight back in, especially obviously because we're lacking uh, Emi Buendia in the midfield. So I'd imagine they'll he'll probably bring all those guys back. Yeah, Sansong got uh, forty-five minutes uh, against Wickham uh, in the uh, what is it called now? Is it, is it Papa John's? Yeah, it's the Papa John's Pizza Trophy or whatever it is. Yeah, they they, they beat Wickham. It was the first time they've actually won a game in that competition, wasn't it? I know Philogene uh, yeah. Bidet's impressed. They've taken some beatings uh, in taken that. Some actually. serious beatings as well. But uh, I'd expect Sansong on to be on the on the bench uh, yeah. although unfortunately you mentioned uh, Jaden uh, Philogene Badis he got injured didn't he yeah, during uh, yeah, he was on duty was it, was it under 20 under 20 or under 19 I can't remember which age group it was I think it was under 20s and he's he, and yeah, Chuck he's Moeka a as well uh, picked up a knock as well right yeah well, he played twice didn't he for his age group team you don't think they would have necessarily started but they do add you know, a certain amount of depth to your squad, and they would have been on the bench. Oh, they, they were, yeah. No, no, I mean the reason I mention them is because they have been in the match day squad. Yep. So, uh, and yep. I think they would have been. So that's why I think Sanson will definitely be uh, mm-hmm. on the bench uh, against Chelsea. Yeah. So, so in terms of different starters, I'd expect McGinn, Bailey, Watkins uh, to slot right back in there. Mm-hmm. Bailey will be making his uh, debut actually. first start. Yeah, and of course, it'd be interesting to see if he goes with. Um, if Ashley Young gets another start, you know, he's kind of been shuffled around. But now, you know, will he play at left back? Will he trust Target? That'll be an interesting decision if he tries to accommodate Ashley Young. He might start in the midfield again. Uh, Maybe, or he might just reward Instead Ramsey. of Buendia. Yep. So you never know. Uh, anyway, we'll talk about that later. I mean, he said uh, about uh, Leon Bailey, Smith said, uh, we've tracked him for quite a while since he's been at Bayer Leverkusen. He's not disappointed with what he's shown so far in training he's trained with us for the last 10 days so he's fully over his hamstring problem so uh we're excited to see him in a villa shirt playing lots of minutes he came on against watford and really uh 
we weren't expecting him to uh, come on because he literally just got off the plane. So uh, after this uh, lengthy training, uh, he he for me he's the uh, in terms of impact attacking impact. I mean you've you've obviously got Ings in terms of re- you know replacing Joe Grealish. You've got uh, Ings. You, you you know what you've got there and that kind of extra. Uh, Let's say clinical edge it gives you, but yeah. in terms of the imp- attacking impact, I think uh, it's Leon Bailey that we're really looking yeah. for. He, he gives think- us the uh, he gives us the thing that we didn't have, which is just straight line speed, like a proper speed. So that's kind of what we've said for the last few seasons, really, that we've been lacking. And hopefully something explosive. And yeah. I'm, I'm thinking potentially more explosive than Grealish because, as we've, yeah. we've said about said about Grealish, a lot of the times he always used to like to pick up the ball quite deep and slow the game down. Yeah, and uh, so in terms of uh, Bailey, I think it's, it's a completely different dynamic because he's not. I don't think he's looking for fouls. He's looking to burn you off. So uh, it'd be interesting to see uh, how defenses kind of stack up against him mm-hmm. because they'll be wary of his speed. And as we've seen uh, with Target getting fried uh, in a couple of the games uh, we've played so far this season, yeah. it, is, it is a big advantage to have. Yes. And he seems, you know, he looks like he's going to back it up as well. Yeah, and especially when you factor him and Watkins potentially either side of Ings, you've got a very, very mobile front three all of a sudden. If he, you know, yeah. if he goes that way, he might, he might stick with Al Ghazi, who's started the season pretty well. We shall see. And of course, you've got Traore back in the mix, who he likes. So we have got options all of a sudden. I think Traore is going to be coming off the bench, and I, I can't see uh, Al Ghazi uh, keeping a thirty million no. pound player out of the team. So uh, not unless he's in exceptional form and they have to accommodate. But they're not going to drop Watkins either, are they? You wouldn't think. And probably not the worst of times to play Chelsea. To be fair, with you know, they've they've you know, we've had a lot of injuries. They've got a few now. I mean, talking heavy hitters, you know, you've got sort of Pulisic is a doubt, Kante's potentially out, Rhys James is definitely out, Lukaku's got a knock, Thiago Silva's out, I think, because of the Brazilian protocols for the players. And then Thiago Silva, last season, I remember, in that last game of the season game, he was the standout player on the field for me. I thought he was brilliant. Very, very experienced player. I think Pulisic is a good ball player. Kante is, you know, probably one of the best players in the league at the moment. Yeah, well, I'd be happy if Lukaku and Kante are out, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I would fancy our chances uh, all of a sudden. I mean, they've got depth, but you can go there and be a little bit braver potentially than you maybe would have been. Yeah, I mean, this this is one of those key games where you want you'd want Martinez in goal. Yeah, I think Steer's going to have to really earn his coin. Yeah, because if you're going to snatch a win at Chelsea uh, and have an opportunity with you know perhaps a couple of their players that key heavy hitters out, then uh, the way you do that is normally if your keeper has a decent game. But uh, you know, we've shown in our defensive setup uh, has restricted teams. Uh, in terms of shooting opportunities so you know and there it is that's as good as it gets on this stage nissan townstar ev strikes again it's an unstoppable van unstoppable just fantastic you can actually see the pro pilot technology in action effortless parallel parking it moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty and with a bench full of all-star van experts there's real strength in depth here that's all-star quality search nissan townstar ev and visit your local all-star van center to see for yourself Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. 
There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Never know, but I'm quite looking forward to uh, those two games against Chelsea. Would Chelsea be stronger in that cup game or will Villa go stronger in the cup game than they normally would have? I suppose we don't have the, the Champions League to deal with, so we can actually play a potentially stronger team. Chelsea will be playing now, I'd imagine, for the next few weeks. You know, Saturday, Wednesday, Sunday, Tuesday, etc. They're going to have a lot of games. This is where it will pile up for them. Ours won't be quite so so intense. Because this will come, the cup game will come after the Everton game. Yes, yes. But what is it? Sort of 10, 10 days after, I think, the, the first trip to Stamford Bridge. You would hope that let Sanson would start to uh, get him a proper game under his belt. I'm just thinking, I mean, Truro would probably start... I think you would take a stronger team than the previous round, mainly because we have the players to be able to now. Yeah, and also that you want to get some of these players at uh, games in them. Mm-hmm. So uh, that could be interesting. You might see minutes from Bailey, etc. Yeah. I think Everton is the uh, the game that probably perhaps we're most looking forward to just because uh, of the fact of seeing actually uh, yeah. what our real team uh, looks like for the yeah. first time this season. Yeah. Agreed. Right, any key stats? Uh, we're terrible, really, at Stamford Bridge, are we not? We've kind of had a bit of a mixed record. We had a, we had a sort of a, we're either one thing or another. We either go there and win or we go there and get battered. Yeah. <laughs> Last season, we were good, though, to be fair. We, we fought well, didn't we? we? We played really well and we kind of did a, did a number on them. Well, that was a weird thing under O'Neill was... Uh... There were some big results. There was like a three-all, there was a four-all, there was a win and We've had some uh, good games, but then then they just took us apart. And it was the 8-0 when that was messy, and there was a 7-0, I remember, just before that FA Cup semi-final as well. Yeah, the 7 came before the 8. Yeah, the the 8 was under uh, Lambert, wasn't it? Yeah, because that, that 7 pretty much set up the 8 uh, yeah. <laughs> in terms of crushing our will. And then, you know, McLeish out of nowhere, and Stephen Island in the team managed to uh, get a win at Stamford Bridge. Yeah. That was near New, New Year's, wasn't it? New Year's Eve, if I remember rightly, yeah. But they, they, you know, they look a different side under Tuchel to the side that they did you know, with Lampard. Obviously, we got a, it was a very good result on the last day of the season, but I think this Chelsea team now is a... You now they had half an hour in the final there. Yeah. Um, I mean, they've conceded um, a record low 14 goals since Tuchel took charge, which means they are organised. I think they're definitely uh, looking to uh, challenge for the title. I mean, yeah. you know, we, we, we're saying about these beatings that we've taken over the years. I mean, last season we took four points off them. So yeah. uh, that's uh, some good news. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I uh, I would prefer it with, as I said, Martinez uh, in the team and probably Buendia mm-hmm. gives you uh, potential to uh, get something out of nothing. But I think it's like one of those free hits, isn't it? I think so. It's probably not a bad game to come when it is. You know, I don't think we necessarily go there with high expectations, but you just want to see a, a little bit of progress and a, you know, a little bit of momentum to take into Everton. But I think the Everton game will probably be the first time that we really judge this this side yeah and even that you know these players need games to uh, yeah. bed themselves down so there's a you know i've seen some people are moaning about people crying about villa at the moment and uh and, and it's like you know it's not serious football fans that are moaning about villa at the moment because anybody with half a brain that follows football will know that you know as we've mentioned we haven't played a full we've you know we've played a game where we've had half the team missing and we haven't had a chance to play the new buys together and when they actually do line up all together from the Everton game onwards it's going to take them a few games to get clicking so uh, initial stages of this season are very transitional even the, just... even the first half to a point yeah if we're being sort of lenient we, we, you know it might be that it's the opposite of last season where we finished we might be better in the second half of the season especially with you know, we've got two more international breaks before Christmas, which could cause further chaos for us and other teams. It's a very stop-start period. 
it's almost like you have to adapt to the circumstances and uh, just lean on the fact that everybody else has to. Yeah, and I think it might, you know, similar to last season with the lack of crowds, it, it could be that you get a few, should we say, unexpected results popping up. Yeah. Where teams, you know, some of the newly promoted sides don't have big numbers, you know, huge quantities of players out on international duty, especially doing maybe big, big air miles. That might come into it a little bit. You know, someone like Brentford are probably thinking, well, actually, we've got a relatively settled starting 11 here. But, you know, the reality of uh, leaving that Brentford game was, you know, there's no murmurs of discontent at Villa at the moment, is there? Or there shouldn't be. In the actual stadium, no, I mean, no, I don't, not you know, don't give a toss no. what's happening on Twitter. No, everybody, you know. everybody walked out of that game after Brentford going, all right, fair enough, they came and had a go. It was a completely fair result. Well, they didn't really have a go, did they? No, but I think they, they did a sort of a number and <laughs> I, thought they pl- I thought they played well is what I mean by that. They, they certainly didn't have yeah. a go, but I think I thought they did a good a good job against Villa-Brentford. But when we saw that uh, team sheet at the start, that's we, you know, I was fearing the worst, especially going down 1-0 so quickly mm-hmm. because they've, you know, you saw what they did to Arsenal. You just thought, ah, oh, shit, yeah. They've got at the right time here and if they want to have a go then uh, we're going to could be in trouble here but luckily they were ha- very happy to uh, walk away with a point so, yep. which kind of played to our favor a lot there so i, I thought it was important to uh, stay unbeaten uh, before this international break at villa park because it gives you a foundation to at least uh, lay down the marker so uh, you know avoid defeat against everton hopefully beat them and then suddenly you, you're allowed to mention oh we're unbeaten at Villa Park this season yeah try and drag that one out for as long as we can exactly that, that, I mean that's going to be key to the season because as, as we mentioned before it's not like behind closed doors uh, home advantage is a real thing this season so uh, that's where we've got to set up uh, in terms of uh, where we're going to finish this season mm-hmm. I'm pretty confident across the board we are a stronger team and stronger squad than uh, yes. the, you know the, since we've been back in the Premier League yeah I think so I think we've just got the variety that we talked about before I think now we, we don't we're not necessarily going to be looking to just one person to win us the game yeah right uh, we will uh, see what happens uh, with the Chelsea game and uh, discuss it in the full show this is just a, a quick bringing us up to speed kind of uh, ditty but uh, before we depart and leave you I was going to mention about uh, Romelu Lukaku's record at Stamford Bridge in his last 14 appearances but I don't want to tempt fate. yeah it's not it's not tempt fate. <laughs> I don't want to say the magic words and put it into the universe no that's not Right, just to finish on a burning question, Cameron from Match Club asks, has the international break fiasco left us in a better place in the future in relation to not allowing players to go? I think he's referring to our South American friends. Uh, I think Phil Shaw summed this up in uh, The Good, Bad and the Ugly. Yeah, it's like, we don't want you to uh, to go full stop because we don't want you missing games for Villa. I mean, that's the bottom line because we're paying you bloody wages. But... Uh, as he framed it, it was like approach of a parent letting a child learn from their mistakes. They'll know better next time. So if a similar situation comes up where potentially due to a quarantine situation, they would miss Villa games, then uh, hopefully it's ingrained in Martinez and Buendia's uh, heads that it perhaps isn't the greatest uh, of ideas. I mean, mm. you've, you've also got to factor in these trips back to Argentina. You know, they come with the uh, the benefit of potentially seeing family members. And so that is part of the reason for wanting to go. Well, I don't, I don't know what the crack is with their sort of biosecure bubbles. It might be that they just fly in, play and fly out. I'd imagine that's probably the case. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you, you've also got to remember like, you know, Brazil, Argentina. Yeah, big fixture, but it's behind closed door fixture. So it's not as if you're missing out on the 
greatest experience of your life. And it's it turned into a bit of a farce that needs to be addressed uh, pretty swiftly. I mean, uh, they're playing catch-up in their World, quali- World Cup qualifiers. There's enough international breaks as it is, uh, especially at the end of this year. So it is, uh, it's something that doesn't seem to have been... Uh, Address because Brazil are trying to stop players uh, who were banned from travel by their clubs uh, representing them in the next game. Because they've let Richarlison go, haven't they? And he's allowed to play for Everton because they have some kind of a... They say they have a, a, good, a good relationship with Everton. It's very ambiguous, but... Well, no, I think that was letting him go for the Olympics. Mm-hmm. And I think a similar thing happened to Louise there where they said, yeah, you know, we'll let Villa keep Louise because, you know, they, they weren't gracious enough to let him yeah. uh, play, in, play in the Olympics and miss that game. So you've got that kind of pro-quo relationship going on. But in this case, I think, I mean, you know, the, the Argentinians uh, came out and said, yeah, that compromises led rubbish that they'll be uh, playing for all three games, mm-hmm. which was a real uh, slap in the face of Villa's, uh, let's say, good nature here. I mean, you know, we said at the time, I was, I was very surprised, actually, they, they came up with this compromise because this compromise, when you find out that, uh, oh, actually, to get, if you're in the UK, you have to quarantine for 14 days before you can get into Brazil. Well, before you know, you're allowed to do anything in Brazil. On that timeline, it's not viable for them to play against Brazil. And surely they would have known that it was just a bit. It's like amateur hour. Well, yeah, this is the thing. I think Villa sh- surely they w- should have known that. They should have done the maths on that because then they'd have a trump card to play as well as the Premier League ban. So I don't know. I mean, personally, I said it was a mess, and uh, I completely agree. And uh, I mean, I would have played that hard line, and you know, this fans. Um, saying on social media to me, oh, you've got to let them play for their country because uh, this isn't club over country. This wasn't the issue here. And, you know, take it for granted. I factor in all this. Uh, yeah, you, you want to do the good thing, thing for them and you want to let them play for Argentina. Factor that in. That's already been considered. Mm-hmm. My concern is what could potentially go wrong. And that came to roost. And you do play hard. Would Alex Ferguson have let players go for United no in a chance. similar situation? No fucking chance at all so that's what i was thinking uh anything goes wrong and there's a high potentiality because you know we're in a covid pandemic then uh it's only going to backfire in villa's face so uh at least they got them out there and they didn't uh i think you know argentina's fa couldn't really insist on them staying for that third game like they were making out they were going to do after the farce of what happened at Brazil. So that kind of worked in our favour in that respect. But as uh, Cameron's kind of suggesting, I think uh, I don't think Villa will make the same mistake again. And But the good news is I think the players will understand now where Villa are really coming from. I mean, you would hope so if you don't. If they don't, then that's when you're starting to have an issue. You know, Villa have given him the benefit of the doubt once, but you know, if, yeah. if, if people haven't got wise the second and the third times, then it's this is where it becomes a bit of an issue. And, you know, there's, there's some Villa fans were going, oh, you, you know, you've got to let them play because, you know, we want to keep him. We've got to keep them happy. He likes it at Villa. Listen, what have you learnt about loyalty in football? As soon as a Champions League club comes knocking, Martinez will be off in a heartbeat if the price is right. So at all junctures, think of what's best for Villa. And in this respect, that what would have happened would have happened if Martinez had, and Buendia had stayed at home because there was other Premier League players there. So it would have kicked off. And uh, Martinez would have seen, ah, actually, it was a good idea. We'd, we didn't go in the end. So uh, Martinez, likeable chap, does some interviews, means Jack All. And I say Jack All, uh, 
almost purposely because, you know, my city, my club, you know, blah, blah, blah. We've all heard that bollocks before, haven't we? That's very recent history as well. So uh, yes, let's not be fooled into that. So best for Villa at all times. And in this circumstance, it was, if you were betting money, you would say, yeah, sorry, lads, you're not going uh, understand the circumstances here. And uh, hopefully they can uh, be a bit more stricter and a bit more defined because this international situation uh, is a bit of a farce. I mean, also Brazil, Argentina—they're going to qualify for the World Cup, aren't they? Whoever they put out, yeah. They, traditionally, they all—they all, both of them always have a bit of a wobble through qualifying, but they always get there. And uh, you know, Martinez has only become the f- number one recently as well. It's, I, don't, mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to ditch him. He's got you know favour in the bank from his penalty heroics, etc. In the Copper America. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants. 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. America? Yeah, exactly. So I think if this situation rears its head in the next uh, international break, I I think we should be okay because uh, hopefully the players will understand. Anyway, let's get out of here. Let's uh, look forward to the return of Villa in our lives after a couple of weeks break. Quite enjoyed it, David. I don't know about you. It's been a nice palate cleanser. And I'm just not interested in watching England play, so it's kind of, it doesn't make much difference to me. I don't look forward to the international breaks particularly. I'm just looking forward to uh, seeing uh, all these players that we've actually bought in the same team playing. So uh, roll on the Everton game. And I'm interested to see how we uh, face up against uh, Chelsea in this double header. Yep. And don't forget to uh, follow the podcast on Twitter at MyOrManSaid. So you'll be the uh, first to know when it drops. Also subscribe as well. Then you'll even know earlier when it drops and uh, we will return with the main show uh, early next week so until then it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from him goodbye this podcast is proud to be part of the talk sport fan network talk sport powered by fans